Blog Talk Radio. Africa Unite are the words we are hearing from the political, academia, economic corridors of the continent. Now Christian leadership is stepping up to the challenge, and they are calling us to action. Welcome to the show, everybody, from whichever part of the world that you are listening to us, those on radio. We do thank you for joining us on Facebook and on YouTube. Welcome to the show. This morning from Dallas, Texas, good afternoon, Africa, good evening, uh, the Western Pacific part of the world. We are honored and privileged to have the founder and president of Africa Unite Summit. This is Bishop Emmanuel Demora, who is joining us. Uh, Bishop, welcome to the show. Thank you, Nathan. Uh, We're very proud of you. We're proud of all the great things that God is using you to do. I pray that those who are going to watch today will be inspired, they will be enlightened, they'll be blessed, and of course, they will be transformed. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. You're welcome. Also joining us uh, from Lusaka, Zambia, is uh, one of the participants, the speakers at the just-ended Lusaka uh, Africa Unite uh, Summit, the one and only Bishop Bilingfula, Bishop Bumfula, Thanks for joining us, and welcome to the show. 
Thank you very much, Nathan, and thank you for providing this lampstand for us to be able to shine out the light. Excellent. Let's begin the discussion. Uh, Bishop Emmanuel, how was this concept best, and uh, what prompted the name Unite Africa Unite? Okay, Nathan, I'm not yet a bishop. So let's give the bishop for Bishop Fuller. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, um, look, uh, there's a lot of um, history around how the African United Summit was conceived yeah. and birthed. You know, um, somewhere uh, in May 2020, which was last year, when the COVID-19 had just started, the heat of it, you know, our ministry, you know, led by me, I, we went into um, three days of fasting and prayer to be able to seek the face of the Lord as regards what he wanted us to do about the COVID-19. I mean, everything was shutting down. Um, and um, any wise uh, minister of the gospel would want to go back to God to get, um, I mean, control tower. That's what I look at it, to get... Mm direction as to how to handle it and what to do. It was not supposed to be a collecting responsibility or decision. It was something we wanted to know what God specifically wanted us to do. Anyways, um, to cut a long story short, the Lord um, said to me, um, I want you to um, um, inspire um, a prayer um, over the continent of Africa for COVID-19. So we called it um, Africa Unite over yes. COVID-19, you know, oh. so I went on to, to speak to a couple of our friends across the continent, and everyone was very excited about praying, using Africa as a point of contact, you know, so we went on, we prayed, you know, and then I believe very strongly that God heard our prayers, because you will agree with me that um, the impact of the COVID um, in the, within the African continent was not as heavy as it was across the other continent. But, you know, to cut a long story short, the day we were to go into the actual broadcast on social media, because that was the platform we we're going to use to coordinate the prayer. Mm-hmm. I went up to the Lord again to thank him for giving us the privilege to do that. And then suddenly I heard the voice of the Lord saying to me, what you are doing is actually beyond COVID-19. That mm-hmm. it's time for the continent and countries of Africa to come together as one, united to be able to usher in the transformation of the continent of Africa. You know, prior to that time, I was in Lagos, and the the Lord spoke to me very clearly and said to me that my servant, Reinhard Bonke, ushered in Africa's Mm. salvation. And that man kept saying, I see a blood-washed Africa. I see a blood-washed Africa. And that man did a tremendous job with several crusades. There are several preachers and pastors who would say they were not impacted by the life of Reinhard Bonke. But again, the Lord said to me, Bonke um, um, championed Africa's salvation, but yes. you and everyone that would join hands with you would champion Africa's transformation. Wow. Wow. Very humbling, I must say, very, very humbling when I heard those words from the Lord. Of course, you know, we went on to speak to our friends again, Bishop Mfula being one of the major people that we spoke to across the continent about the vision. And everyone got very excited and said, listen, we will do this. Anyways, mm. many people never thought it was going to be possible to gather people 
in the midst of uh, a COVID-19 where nations were, were in a lockdown. Yes. But um, last week, we held the first edition of the African United Summit. Mm, amazing. The idea of gathering Christian leaders from 54 African nations is not a small task. Um, no. <laughs> it's not. I mean, what strategy did you use to uh, identify who is who in which nation? I'm like, who did you call in Ethiopia, in Tunisia, in Libya? All we know about Libya is Islam and war and all, all those things. How did you... How did this happen? Well, I think it's important even to lay the foundation that the Africa United Summit is not an event. It's mm. also not a conference. The Africa United Summit is a movement. You know, um, it's beyond events. Um, just when we're in Zambia and we held a three days event, at the close of the conference, at the close of the summit, I said to them, the conference, the, 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 I said to them, we are just starting. This is not the end of it. You see, so, you know, what mattered to us was not what happened within those three days of that summit in Lusaka, Zambia. What matters to us right now is what we're going to do with all the discussions and all the thoughts, all the ideas, all the strategies, and all the comments that came out from that summit. It's not just enough to attend an event. I always say this, that great events do not produce great people. It is great decisions that produces great people. So there were a lot of um, documents. I'm taking time to watch all the messages again, listen to them again, look at all the pictures. We were so honored to have uh, their High Excellency, the Vice President of the, the Republic of Zambia. We also have the, the Minister for Religious um, Affairs. We also have the former Ambassador to, to the United States from Zambia. And we have lots of church leaders who were all there. So we have lots of content. So, you know, it's not just enough to hear those things. What matters is what we're going to do with those things. And I would be so glad to share with you, my dear brother Nathan, mm. what we have already started to do. You know, so um, when you ask me how were you able to rally people around to be a part of this, I, I, I would quickly submit to you that it was not about me. Mm. It was not about what I could do or what I could not do. It was more about, you know, what the Spirit of the Lord, what God wanted to achieve. You know, so at the end of the day, everyone got excited, and people paved their way, paved their accommodation, made huge sacrifices, and got into Lusaka, Zambia, for the launch of the first Africa Unite Summit. And I can tell you, it was not by might, it was not by power, mm. it was by the Spirit of the Lord that we were able to do what we did in, in Lusaka last week. Yes, sir. Because you, you've just addressed one of the things I was going to ask you to say. When I look at uh, the, 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 the website and uh, the list, the program, the way you, you, it was structured, you had all these speakers coming from different parts of the continent, not just Africa, across the world. And I'm yeah. saying to myself, this is a huge budget event. And you just answered that question to say everybody made sacrifices and paid their way, paid their own accommodation. Isn't that amazing to see people willing to do that and come together? We had, we had people from the United States of America. We had people from Australia. We had people, you see, the, the, I mean, the amazing thing is that even people from outside the continent of Africa are excited about what we are doing in Africa. Yes. You know, so 
we, 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 like you said, people made great sacrifices. And, of course, the Lord spoke to us and said to us, you cannot, you cannot transform Africa without people making personal sacrifices. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's one of those things that has really got to be done. And I believe that everyone who joins these chariots today, everyone who joins these amazing movements today, Mm. Though there will be sacrificial periods where we'll make sacrifices, but we will look back someday and be glad that we're able to pay the price to see a transform Africa. There's no reason why um, Nigeria should not look like Dubai. There's no reason why Zambia should not look like um, um, a a street in um, New York. Mm. You know, so we're, we're trusting the Lord that, you know, it's time for us to come together as one. Together we can achieve so much as a continent. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. Amazing. Yes. Bishop Mfula, how did you get connected with uh, Brother Emmanuel here? (laughs) Uh, All right. Yes. Of of course, um, God divinely made made the the connection. Yes. Um, When when you are busy doing your work, Mm. there are people that will always carry their own uh, recommendations. But finally, we, we came together. But what is very important is that the moment I heard about the vision, yes. it was an answer cry of my heart. Mm. I have had a burden for Africa. Yes. And so when, when I heard uh, Reverend Emmanuel talking about Africa uniting and the transformation of Africa, he was actually uh, speaking what has been a burden mm. of my heart over the years. And so immediately it became a shared burden. I said, look, I, I must uh, contribute what I can in getting to see this vision become a reality because Africa must be transformed. And That's right. the platform of that transformation uh, is on unity because unity itself is a language of God. It's a language of creativity and possibilities. Yeah, God said, let us make man That's in our right. own image. But man comes from let us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, comes from let us. It's, wow. it's a language of, of, of creativity. It's a language of possibilities. Uh, and I knew very well that in the language of let us come together as, as Africa and as Christian leaders and fathers, that became, I knew for sure, mm. that there was an exchange of ideas here on this particular platform that will become key for the development of every nation that will become the sum total now of Africa's transformation. Excellent. And so I, I strongly believe in the vision because mm-hmm. it's been a burden of my heart for years now. I, I love Africa. So, Bishop, let, let's zero in on one thing, one thing. So when Rev. Emmanuel called you, I want you yes. to share whatever you can from how did that conversation between you and him go when you got that call about the Africa uh, Unite Summit movement. Yes, when, when, when the call came in mm. and, and he was telling me, look, 
I've heard about you, and I believe you're one of the people I would love us to work together. And, and he shared the vision. Uh, it was just like Mary and Elizabeth. There was a leaping in my heart. Hallelujah. Yeah, there was leaping in my heart. Yeah, and so I immediately uh, connected with everything. Mm, that's excellent. That's excellent. I will come back to you again, Bishop Mufula. And uh, Rev. Emmanuel, let me read something from your face, from your website. Bishop Mufula would also like you to respond to this, considering Zambia is an, in an election year. And I quote, the Lord has spoken to us and assured us that this conference will result in major changes within the continent of Africa socially, economically, politically, infrastructurally, physically, and religiously, end of quote. The body of Christ, as you may be aware, is, is globally, politically pol- pol- polarized. I'm sure you were both following the, the political environment and the election just, that just passed in the United States. Uh, and I've already alluded to say Bishop Mfula Zambia is in an election year. Uh, Rev. Emmanuel, I want you yeah. to address these two things from this statement I have quoted, politically and religiously. You know how the enemy has used these two things to divide yeah. his people. How yeah. do you intend to uh, navigate your way uh, on these two matters? Okay, well, you know, I just uh, spoke to you clearly that we had the Vice President, High Excellency of the Republic of Zambia attend, and we had a number of other very high um, government leaders. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you looked very well into the structure of the entire summit. You would notice that we had uh, the main sections where everybody would sit together in the hall and listen to one preacher or listen to two preachers or listen to three preachers speak or three speakers speak mm-hmm. about what they felt um, would help um, transform the continent of Africa. But beyond the main um, group where everybody was gathered, we also had what we call the breakout sections. Yeah. You know, Those breakout sections are key for us. And then we made it clear from day one that those were the most important sections because it was in those sections that we got people to participate. You know, it, we, we, it's, not a, it's not a conference, <laughs> please. The, Africa has seen so many conferences. You know, I'm yes. tired of programs. You know, Bishop Mpula will tell you he knows my heart. I'm not a man of programs. I'm a man of projects. I don't, I don't do programs. I do projects. You know, so people have gone to several conferences. They shout at them, scream, hallelujah, glory. And then everybody goes home and it's, it's back to square one. You know, we have a different approach. We have a different strategy. We have different, uh, a different style, as it were. So those breakout sections, you know, I may not be able to give you the names of all the breakout sections, but of course we had the, the School of Business, which is the School of Entrepreneurship. And then we also had the School of Governance, you know, Politics. And then we also had the School of Ministry. You know, so, so look at it this way. Um, um, look at it this way. Let me just be very honest with you. Um, within those schools, like I said, that is where the, 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 real, the real intention and the real vision 
of the African Unite Summit is communicated. You know, so we, we get a facilitator, we get two or three facilitators per school, and then everybody's engaged. Everybody is, is making their contributions. We're discussing about how do we transform the political terrain? How do we begin to invest in young leaders? Mm. You know, you agree with me that 70% of Africa's population are young people. You know, so how do we engage the future leaders of Africa? How do we begin to change the narratives? Africa has been has been called all kinds of names. Some people have called it the dark continent. Some have called it uh, a shithole. Yeah. All sorts of narratives <laughs> have been used for the continent of Africa. You know, some people even think that uh, what is it? Um, the monkeys run around the streets of Lusaka. You know, yeah. with human beings and all of that. You know, so anyways, um, it, it is within these um, um, various breakout sections that we fine-tune our strategy. And look, um, there are several strategies. and that, That's why I said to you, the summit finished on Saturday last week, but we just yeah. started. So if you go on our website in another one week or thereabout, you will begin to see all the various initiatives that we have created to drive Africa's transformation. Now, the event part of it is going to be an annual event. You know, so okay. we meet once a year in the month of April. We have already planned for April 2022, and we're going to be meeting on the 28th of April to the 30th of April 2022. But between now and then, there are lots of initiatives that we have created. Part of it is going to be training people in leadership. So if you're asking me about the governance part of things, it, that's going to be our initiative. It's not going to happen overnight. All we need to do is to begin to um, 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 synergize with our leaders, 54 heads of state. We'll synergize with them to see how we can bring forth a transformation in Africa's leadership, which is part of the major problems within the continent of Africa. And then with the church as well. There are several strategies that we have to unite the church in Africa. Yes. And, of course, you can see it has already started with this summit. I mean, look at Bishop Mfula. All, almost almost all, all members of his church were all there. Mm. I mean, look at all the churches. I met with uh, Bishop Emma Kando, the, the, uh, their man of God there in um, Zambia, and lots of other Christian leaders. We also have plans in the educational sector. We plan to build a unity school for the mm. continent of Africa. But maybe we'll get, get into that when, when we go deep, deeper into the conversation. Yeah, yes. actually, I, I do want us to talk about the, uni, the, the, the unity school. Bishop Umfula, I would like you to respond to the same question about our nations are being politically and religiously polarized. I don't know, uh, people are arguing that the pastors in Zambia are compromised and all that. I want you to briefly speak to that as well as we continue here. Thank you. Yeah, we we must understand that, of course, um, uh, there's always been issues between uh, uh, state and religion. Yeah, but what is what is so much important to be understood is that as as a church and as Christians, we know that we are sought and liked. Yeah, mm. and and you you can you can never 
yet get the benefit from salt, no matter how close the salt seller is to the relish, unless it's applied, then will you see change? And so uh, as Christians, we are there to influence all arenas, the political arena. We must influence it with the mind of God and godly principles if we are to see good governance in nations today. Mm. That's very important. And we can never take away the fact that there are people that God has chosen and called to go into the political arena. If a Christian is called to do that, let's bless them. Let them go ahead and do it. And if your assignment is, is not to be a king, but to be a kingmaker, then keep mm-hmm. on making Keep on giving them the counsel that is actually due. Uh, it's Samuel that, that anointed Saul to be king. When Saul failed the assignment, Samuel came in and anointed David to be king. So we see that God raises kings. He also raises kingmakers. And, and I need to know what my role is. Yeah, that looks, I, I may not be the one to get into that political arena and be head of state, but I can make a head of I must know that as a pastor, I ought to pastor even presidents and, uh, and, and, and senators and leaders of government and be able to give them the counsel that is actually due. The moment we completely want to separate mm. Christianity from politics, we are making the church irrelevant. We must be able to offer the counsel that is actually due. It is very true that we, we have uh, uh, Christian leaders that have, have become so polar and uh, they've been reduced to a level of partisan politics, but we are well above. We are well above that. Politicians are our sons in the Lord. It is us to shepherd them in the way they should actually get to go. We, we are called not just to disciple individuals, but to disciple nations as well. That's so right. when we get to understand what our role is as clergy and as Christians in matters of governance, we'll actually come to realize that there should be no problem at all. Yeah, so at times it's a lack of knowledge as in getting to understand what the role of the church should be when it comes to governance. And that's what has brought about uh, some of these problems that we tend to see over the nations, especially if we want to begin to take sides, not mm. based on, on, on biblical principles, then politics can divide us. But once we know what our role is, we'll actually unify the, the political arena and make church and government get to work together. Yeah, well, excellent and well said. One thing that has happened, and uh, both you, Bishop Mfula and the Rev. Emmanuel, you can attest to this. I think this, I'll call it political season, we have seen, uh, we have seen uh, a, a, a large number of 
uh, Christians participating in a political process of the countries in which they are in. Uh, particularly in Zambia, I can speak to Zambia Bishop Umfula. We have a lot of members, even a number of clergy who are standing for political office. And uh, uh, could you comment on that? Some people have got misgivings to say uh, pastors should stay in the church and preach. And uh, I would like you to address that, Bishop Umfula. Maybe, Reverend Emmanuel, you can comment on that too. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much. Just as I said earlier on, Mm-hmm. There are those God has 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 chosen and called uh, into 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 governance. Yeah, and so one must be able to understand what their blessing is. If God has has blessed you to be the man behind the pulpit, to be a man that is basically making things, because mm-hmm. as you are preaching uh, in your congregation. You, you are making people there. You, you are transforming them to transform your nation. And so uh, being a pastor, being an apostle, uh, or, or one who God has called in the body yes. of Christ, it's a high calling which should not be traded for anything else, especially when you know it's your call to make kings. It then means it will be wrong for you to leave the pulpit mm-hmm. and begin to run after a political office. It means you become misplaced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you won't be able to add value in the way you ought to. And there are those clergy that have made those mistakes. But if you are one that has been signed to go into the political arena, your conviction is clear, your conscience is clear, and God has wired you for this. We'll see it. There are people I have literally advised looking at the way they would be running church and turning church into a political party uh, because of the way God has caught them. I'll tell them, leave the church, mm-hmm. go to the political field. You will do better there. Let somebody else run the church. Because when you are rightly blessed, you'll be able to contribute better and add the value that you are actually supposed to add. Mm, wow, amazing. Yeah. Rev. Emmanuel, you wanted to add on to that? No, I, can, I cannot agree less with uh, Bishop Mufula. Very profound and spot on the words that he has just used to describe um, the relationship between church and state. You know, um, mm. what I don't subscribe to is the fact that as Christians or as believers, we're supposed to just hold our hands and do nothing and then, you know, just... Um, expects people to to do the right thing. We have a role to play. It's a collective responsibility. You know, we're not not expected as men of God to go and start competing for political offices. Like Bishop said, except you feel a strong calling, you know, um, to do that. You know, the position we occupy is more powerful than any political position. That's the truth because we have the ability to change things physically and also spiritually. People don't even understand that dimension, that um, being a minister of the gospel, there's a huge um, there's a huge influence that is upon your life. But one, one striking thing I want to quickly say here is that it's time for us as men of God to begin to empower people to take on leadership positions. What that means is that we have to begin to consciously and intentionally begin to train leaders. 
who can be um, heads of state, trained leaders, you know, so that people don't get in there unprepared. You know, the, the biggest problem maybe that you would see in most of Africa is that people are not prepared for leadership. The, the, you know, sometimes even their manifestos are written for them. You know, they, they have no plan. They have no agenda. They didn't understand, you know, what it, what it takes to be a leader. So the role of um, the church is, begin to, is, is to begin to raise leaders. And that's part of what we're going to do at the African Unite Summit, you know, or the African Unite Movement. We're going to be partnering with people who are intentional about um, training, raising, empowering um, leaders to take on leadership positions. And we partner with them, and then let's train as much. If, if you go to the United States where you are, leaders sometimes are trained many years before they eventually assume office. So they're already prepared psychologically. They're prepared mentally. They're prepared emotionally to get in there and become leaders. You know, so I think that is one aspect that we have a major role to play as a church. We cannot pretend that uh, politics is for um, non-believers. You know, that's a lie from the pit of hell. The Bible says when the righteous <laughs> move, when the righteous right. move, the people will rejoice. You know, so it's time for, where, where else do you find a righteous if not in the church? It's time for the church to begin to prepare its people to take on leadership positions. Excellent, excellent. Our guests uh, this morning, uh, those of you watching in continental America, uh, those of you watching uh, uh, in the parts of other parts of the world, Africa. Good afternoon, good evening, uh, Pacific, uh, the Pacific world. Uh, is uh, Rev. Uh, Emmanuel Demora, who is the founder of, of the Lord used him to start the, the movement of Africa Unite Summit, and also joining us from Lusaka, Zambia, is Bishop uh, Amfula, who was one of the speakers at this. We want to appreciate those of you watching us from Zambia, Bishop. Uh, uh, Rev. Emmanuel, we have people watching from Zambia, South Africa, we appreciate you. Benin Republic, hello. And of course, the mighty nation of Nigeria. I call Nigeria the America of Africa, or whatever that expression means. <laughs> and those of you tuned in on our radio site, thank you for joining us. We do appreciate you being part of this movement. We are going to mobilize the diaspora to be part of this every manual. And, that, and we, we will talk about that before we conclude this discussion. Let's yes. talk about the school. You did mention the school. Um, yes. Is it going to be a physical structure established or explain to us how it is going to work and what will be the, 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 the content of the curriculum? Okay, well, the Africa International Academy, you know, mm. it, it, well, the truth is this, you know, education plays a major, major role in the transformation of any society. You know, I, while the vice president was there, I made a comment and I said that the mm. best way to enslave a people is to keep them in ignorance, keep them uneducated. They don't know their, their rights. They don't even know their rights from their left. You know, so for us, like I said, several initiatives. One of them also is that we're going to have to um, build a brand new um, media outfit. When we say media, we mean television, social media, and all that. To begin to change the narrative, it's a conscious movement. You see, because when, when you look at mainstream uh, media within the West, 
All they show is the corruption in Africa. All they show is the dark sides of Africa, as though you don't find dark sides in, in other parts of the world, or you don't find corruption in other parts of the world. You know, so well, that's the media. For, for the educational side of things, our, our strategy is very simple. We will be selecting two students from each of the African states, right? So you have two times 54, a male and a female, mm-hmm. you know, and they're gonna, we're, we're going to be building a school, right? We'll build a facility. It will have everything. It will have everything. So it's not just a place where they're coming to study all your mathematics and English and all that. They are coming to study Africa's transformation. So while they do all the other basic studies, we're going to have to engage their minds. You know, so every year we have two students from each nation, and all of them are going to be fully sponsored, fully sponsored. They're not going to worry about um, how to pay school fees, how to feed, and all of that. We're going to have to trust the Lord to, to, to give us partners. And those of you who are watching from around the world, this is time for you especially those of you in the diaspora. This is time for you to do something for the continent of Africa. You know, um, you know so we're going to have two students from each African state gathered together. We, we have not decided which nation where we're going to build the African International Academy yet. We've not decided. You know, but I think okay. in, another, in another three so months... So it is going to be... There will be a physical structure. Mm-hmm. Definitely. There will be a physical structure. You know, and then we're going to be sending um, speakers to talk to them. Look at being fullers, you know, Bishop Fullers. We're going to send people from different categories of affairs to go in there and yeah. talk to them. You know, we're going to have credible teachers. We're going to have people with great minds. Because trust me, we, we need the young people. We need them so much. So we're going to start very early to begin to look at them so that by the time they grow up, and listen, it's not going to be a university. You know, the mm-hmm. Lord told me it's not going to be a university. Because, you know, if you really want to catch young people, you know, quickly, you have to start from the primary stages into the secondary stages. So it That's is right. either going to be a primary school or a secondary school. It will depend on our logistics and our assessments of what is best, you know, for the continent of Africa. Either a primary school or a secondary school. And I already have a lot of um, profound people within the educational sector who are already yeah. talking to us about how we're going to fine-tune the strategy of building the Africa International Academy. You know, so, yeah, that, that, that's part of the contribution that we're going to make, you know, to begin to harness um, leaders from across the continent. Mm, excellent. Africa is, of course, going through transformation. Like you have said, the Lord called you to, 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 to push this, uh, uh, this vision and this agenda. Uh, one of the things our political leaders have done on the other side, I'm sure you are aware of this, the Africa continental free trade area. What sort of conversations are you having with the heads of state across the continent? Uh, well, we, we, don't have, we don't have much formal conversations yet with heads of states across the okay. continent. But, yeah, good question. It, it, that's, it's part of what this whole thing is all about. You know, so I think in another one month, in another one month, we will embark on the, the, the step to communicate with all 54 
presidents and heads of states of Africa. We will have formal communication with them. We will share with them about the impact of the first summit. We will make sure that we provide photographs. We will, we will give them a link where mm-hmm. they can go and watch some of the um, messages and thoughts. We would have the speech of the vice president, which I, I think was very remarkable. We will have the speech of the federal minister. We also have the speech of uh, the, the ambassador to the United States. Yes. Right. So, in fact, one of the governors in Nigeria actually sent a, a representative to come all the way to Zambia. One of the governors, the governor of Bayo State, the oil-rich state of Nigeria, sent a representative to represent him. He was planning to be there on the last-minute changes. Yeah, so we will be having formal communications with all the 54 heads of state. We'll write them officially, and then we'll begin to prepare them for the 2022 summit. And, of course, Nathan, you have to also be at the 2022 summit. I am coming. That would be a bigger summit. coming. And you know, I will share, uh, we will talk about what we are also doing from this end with the uh, 2021 inaugural Zambia U.S. Business Conference. We'll talk about that. Uh, well, very quickly before we end here, and I'll get to Bishop Mufula again. Yes. I w- talk to us about what criteria did you use or was used in choosing uh, the speakers at the just-ended summit? Of course, it was just a boost. And how did you come up with Lusaka? <laughs> okay, let me start with Lusaka. Well, I don't think there's any, um, um, what is it called, any mysterious uh, reason why we decided to, to have it in Lusaka. For me, any, yeah. any, any of the countries of Africa could have, could have hosted this. And, you know, like, um, let me quickly let you know that this summit is going to go around the five major regions of Africa. We have okay. done... Southern Africa right now. Yes. 2022, we want to do either uh, East Africa or we do West Africa. We will communicate with uh, the public in another four weeks where we intend to host the next summit. You know, so any African state would have held it. But, you know, with the pilot event, we really had to seek the face of the Lord and ask the Lord where he wanted us to, to because, you know, the, the burden of any vision, is usually very sensitive. You know, so we couldn't have taken it to a place where it would not be received. We couldn't have taken it to a place where there are crises. We couldn't have taken it to a place where the people were not ready. In this case, God gave us the right direction to go to Lusaka, Zambia, go south and go to Zambia. And I can tell you, you know, um, when we got to Zambia, we began to understand why this summit was held in Zambia. Zambia is a, is a very powerful nation. I can tell you that. Those of you who are Zambians, you need to, you need to beat, beat your chest and be proud of yourselves, you know, because the, the kind of peace that you guys have in Zambia is, is out of this world. You know, you know, people don't know the value of peace until they lose it. There are nations in Africa that, you know, don't have 10% of the, of the quality of, of peace, or atmosphere that you guys have. So I, I believe that God had his reasons for asking us to launch it in Lusaka, Zambia. What was the first question? Yeah, I know you asked about um, why Lusaka. What was the first? Okay, criteria. Criteria for, for choosing 
Yeah, um, yeah. The speakers. Well, I think we have okay. to trust. Uh-huh. We have to trust the Lord a lot, you know, um, for this, and we will continue to trust the Lord for you know every decision that we're going to make. You know, people look at me and they think I already have all the answers. I don't. I don't have all the answers. You know, on a daily basis, I'm still trusting the Lord to unfold the the the, the details of this. Amazing. Sometimes I look at myself and I'm in shock. If you had spoken to me uh, several years ago that I was going to be doing this, I would not have believed it. And so it's about depending on the Lord and trusting on the Lord to give us the right directions. And we did that for the 2021 summit, and the Lord chose um, all the speakers. And I can tell you, I wish you were there. You know, all the speakers mm. were just on point. The words that came out of their mouth were just, just very timely. From Bishop Mfula to Dr. Miles, to uh, McDonald's, to myself, to David Newcomb, to the women, name it. You know, everyone, it was as though we had discussed about the vision before we, yes. all, we all came up on that stage. It was really beautiful, trusting the Lord for, for the speakers who spoke. Excellent. Bishop, uh, you need to unmute yourself. What did you talk about? What, what subject did you address in this uh, conference? Bishop Pumphala. Bishop, you need to unmute. Okay, Bishop, you need to unmute yourself. Okay. Hello? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Uh, what subject did you address at the summit and why that particular subject? Okay. All, all right. At 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 the uh, summit, I I basically dealt with uh, the the kingdom of God. Yeah, being mm-hmm. more than just a church, because the church is the called out, mm-hmm. but the kingdom of God is the sent out, so that we can be able to now dominate. All these seven mountains, yeah, the education sector, governance, talk about media. And so just make the, the talk about entrepreneurship, the business arena. So mm-hmm. as, as, as a church, we must begin to now operate as a kingdom, yeah, so that we get to understand that we need to begin to, to dominate all these spheres. And then... I also had to well explain what true freedom is because we 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 are not free until we dominate. So freedom is free dominion. Until we dominate what was captivating us, mm. we are not yet free. So Africa needs to truly in freedom. Yeah, so that what captivated us is what we should begin to get to dominate over. And so I, I, I was dealing with all that and uh, also looking back to see that uh, we, we have had great leaders that have gone ahead of us and we don't need their yeah. wells of wisdom and what they need to be buried. We must be able to see how to also continue in their passions for us to get mm-hmm. to make 
uh, a great difference because in Africa, there's a problem where people do not want to appreciate their predecessors. Mm. It's good to note here that um, we have freedom fighters whose motive for leadership was so genuine. They were so patriotic. They loved their nation so much. No wonder we have the independence. Now, as a leader who is reigning in independent countries now, must appreciate the blood that was shed by the freedom fighters for us to be independent nation. And so I was basically bringing that understanding to, to, to all those that were gathered in, uh, in the summit. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Those of you that are watching us or joining us for the first time, we are on Facebook. You can follow us at Zambia Block Talk Radio. That's our Facebook link. And uh, we are also on Twitter at Zambia Block Radio. Now, in August, Rev. Emmanuel and Bishop Umfula, we are going to do the first inaugural Zambia U.S. Business Conference. It's going to be in Las Vegas, August 27 and 28. We are inviting everybody across the world, across the world. This is a Zambian diaspora-driven event and project. Uh, if you want more information or to follow us, you can go to our Facebook page. It's ZUSBC. Dot com, ZUSBC.com, and follow what we are doing. We're going to have a, time, a wonderful time. Like you are saying, Africa Unite Summit is not an event. It's a movement. So we are joining the movement. And we are, we, we, we've recognized and realized that even if we are away from home, we are called diaspora, we have, there is a way we can contribute in, in a meaningful way, a lot of ways. We shall definitely coordinate, collaborate with the Africa Unite Summit and be part of the movement. Two things, two, two three things I want us to do before we conclude here. Uh, there is a book that you, I don't know whether you launched or you shared with the delegates at the just-ended summit. It's called The Light Continent. Yes. <laughs> I like that title. Talk about the book and tell our viewers and listeners how they can get the copy of the book. Well, okay. Well, let me just quickly say that the the light continent came out from, you know, this idea of Africa being a dark continent. You know, so we have to cancel the dark and turn it into light. Now, that is one of the greatest gifts that we will give to the continent of Africa. Um, Unfortunately, um, the book is not ready yet. It's, it's okay. partly ready, but we, we didn't meet up to be able to produce it before this particular summit. But there is no rush. There is no, no hurry. Mm-hmm. In fact, one of the things we did was that the Lord spoke to me and said, get authors from the, the different uh, regions of Africa. So it wasn't just me writing, because I'm the mm-hmm. lead author. You know, but we've got someone writing from West Africa, an amazing woman, a French-speaking woman, in um, Ivory Coast, and then we've got um, somebody from East Africa, we've got somebody from North Africa, and then in all of that, so that they can just bring their own perspectives, you know, from their various regions as to what they think will um, contribute to Africa's transformation. So it's a 10, no, I think it's a 12-chapter book. You know, you look at things like uh, the importance of unity, 
why we need to be united, why we need to break down all the walls, tear down all the barriers that separate us. There are things that Nigeria has that Zambia needs. There are things that Zambia has that Nigeria also and Africa needs. So it's time for us to begin to um, synergize and come together. We talked about uh, um, our natural resources. You guys will agree with me that 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 debate has been there about the mismanagement of our resources. I mean, Bishop, I even talked about it at the summit, that it's time for these resources to benefit, to be used to transform Africa. You know what I tell our leaders? Mm -hmm. I tell our leaders that we should stop selling uh, um, gold or crude oil for money. Money is paper. Let's rather ask for technology transfer. Let's ask for um, branches of Harvard University to train our young people in the soils of Africa. Let's become a little bit wiser. I think it was Barack Obama that made a comment, and he said, Africa does not lack great minds. Mm. Africa only lacks great institutions. You know, so, I mean, this is time for us to understand. Look at many parts of, of the world. It is Africans that are doing great things. And it, it takes me back now to the, the aspect of those who are in the diaspora, like you, Nathan. Please, this is the time to speak to all of you in diaspora. There's no place like home. I know you've been to Dubai, you've been to America, you've been to Asia, you've seen the beauty of those nations. But the truth of the matter is it can also happen in Africa. I don't know how old many of you are now, but a time will come. You will compulsorily have to leave that part of the world and come back home and then, you know, spend the rest of your life. You don't want to come back and there's chaos, um, no electricity, no proper water. Many of you will die quicker than you are supposed to supposed to when you leave these beautiful comfort places and come back. So what we're saying is this is time for you to begin to make contributions. We're expecting many of you at the 2022 summit. We're also expecting many of you to go on our website, www.africaisone.org, and look at the various initiatives and see how you can be a part of these initiatives. Beside being a part of these initiatives, you can also contribute and share with us any meaningful initiative you think you have. But again, Nathan, the bigger, the bigger news is that very soon we're going to bring Africa United Summit to the diaspora. We're That's going to right. bring it to America. We'll bring it to China. We'll bring it to India. We'll bring it to Asia. You know, so what we are saying is that, you know, all hands will have to be on deck. So the book, oh, it's, it's, if I, if I also talked about the, 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 the role of women and children. I also looked at security. You know, I also looked at um, um, the discussion around database. Africa, does, many, many African countries, you will not believe, don't have functional databases. You know, thank God for countries like South Africa that have done well with that. But there are many nations where you can't even trace the people. <laughs> no record, nothing. You know, you look at um, uh, things around the, the credit system. You know, yes. in, in my country, in Nigeria, everything is cash. I mean, how do you expect, how do you expect people, you want to buy a house, you have to buy cash. You want to buy a car, you have to buy cash. You want, you know, so young people are coming out, how do, you, how do you expect them? That's why there's a lot of crime. That's why this is, I mean, mm -hmm. because everything is money, cash. So it's yes, time for us to create a proper database, proper credit system. It's a powerful book. 
that uh, mm-hmm. people can actually pre-order. I believe that between now and the month of, um, uh, I think between now and the next three months, the book will be ready. And Excellent. Yes, that, that, the key word you've used there is pre-order. So we can get it on, on the website, right? Yeah, they can pre-order it on the website, and then once it's ready, they will get their autographed copies here. Yeah, their the website is africaisone.org. Yeah. So all of you watching, listening, please go to the website and see uh, the things that are happening there and what the movement is about. We are going to be part of this. Okay, I want to, I want to put something on the screen, and I want you to talk about this and address uh, some of these things that... Uh, um, uh, this, this, let's put up that 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 flyer. Um, there's something I want everybody to see here coming up uh, next year. Okay, those of you listening to us on radio, we do thank you for joining us. We shall do a little preview after we have ended here. Uh, my good friend Roger from Canada is not with us today. He, he needs to get some rest and take some uh, some time here. Um, there's something I want us to show everybody here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, whilst we we waiting for for the flyer to come for the image to come up, uh, Henry. Hi, Henry. Unmute yourself. Okay, we can get me now. Yes, we can. Okay, hold on, Henry. Okay, everybody, uh, those of you on radio, you can't see this, except those on Zoom and on uh, Facebook Live. They can see this uh, flyer for Africa Unite Summit 2022, uh, 28th to 30th April. Exclusive African Talent Sets, Sports Competition, African Unity Movie, Specialized schools, Africa business concepts, Africans in diaspora, diaspora, lots more. Uh, very quickly, Bishop, uh, rather, <laughs> Rev Emmanuel, I keep yeah. calling you Bishop. I just like yeah. that. Um, There's the aspect of Africans in diaspora there. You've already yeah. talked about that. Let's yeah. talk about African unity movie. What is that? Yeah. All right, very quickly, we, we intend to um, come up with um, a very powerful uh, movie. You guys agree with me that um, the entertainment industry is a major role right now in how people's minds are shaped and formed and all of that. You know, so we're going to be having um, actors and actresses. We're going to select them from different countries in Africa. I don't know whether this has ever been done, you know, but they're going to all come together, and we're going to produce a one-hour, 45-minute movie that will deal with some of the things that were, were, were authored in the book. So it's not just about the book. We're going to have an amazing movie that will touch base with different parts of Africa, talking about what we need to do to transform the continent of Africa. So already we have people already who are working on that, and I'm giving them all the ideas, and that movie is going to be out very soon. Okay, excellent, excellent. As we conclude here, I'd just like to get a, a, a perspective from someone who was a delegate to this event, and this is Henry Sakeni. Henry, I do thank you for facilitating. He's actually responsible 
that this interview uh, happening is the one who connected me to Rev. Emmanuel and Bishop Mfula Henry. I do thank you. He's one of those who's an ardent follower, a diehard disciple of this movement, uh, Rev. Emmanuel. He has done so for many years. Henry, what was your experience at the Africa Summit event? Uh, the experience was really good, excellent. Mm. It was uh, a catching edge. Actually, it's the need for Africa right now. Mm-hmm. Because uh, when personally, when I looked at the direction of the church and the direction of the government, I saw no hope. But with the summit, I began to see direction. I, I begin to see that uh, African nations can come together. They can put the resources together. Because mostly we are called as a dumb continent, the way the urban says. I was asking myself a question. How can we be a dark continent and yet the resources is the one that likes the world? That's right. How can we be so poor? They call us a poor continent, mm-hmm. and the resources has made their nation rich. Mm-hmm. There is mm-hmm. something wrong around. So looking at this movement is the solution now to Africa. Excellent. Thank you, Henry, for that insight. I'm sure that should steer those of us uh, outside the continent to participate in uh, in the movement, not just look forward for the upcoming summit next year, but to participate in the movement. And that's basically what we are also trying to do on our side. Bishop Mfula, thank you for taking the time. Uh, Rev. Emmanuel, uh, final words? Well, what I'll quickly say here is that we, we don't claim that we have all the answers. We need everyone to get on board. Together we can do so much. You know, this is not just a movement that claims exclusivity. We believe that there are other people within the continent of Africa who have got brilliant ideas, brilliant minds. There there are lots of initiatives as well that is going on. We want you to contact us. We want to know who you are. We want to partner with you. We want to network with you. This is not something that one man has all the solutions. No one leader has all the solutions. Everyone's contribution will be very important to this movement. Again, let me quickly say the next summit is on is in April next year, one year from now, but you don't need to wait for that summit. There are lots of initiatives that we have already introduced. Go on the website and become a part of these initiatives. You know, or if you've got a suggestion or an idea that you think will lead to Africa's transformation, bring it on. Bring it on yeah. board. We'll listen to you, we'll join hands with you and we'll make sure that we drive this thing, putting hands together to transform this one continent that God has given to us. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you. Excellent. Much. I do appreciate so much uh, for you taking the time to be with us here. Uh, I know you just came from Lusaka, now you're in South Africa, and uh, we look forward to coordinating, collaborating, and to being part of this movement. We definitely do. Bishop Mfula, thank you so much. And uh, for your time, your insight, your wisdom, we do appreciate you taking the time. And uh, Henry, my brother, keep pushing on my behalf on the other side of the world. Thank you. Thank you. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you. Mm. 
All right, everybody, that was uh, our show today. Let's, let me just get some feedback from uh, all of you as we uh, wind up here. Uh, Noah, can you hear me? How are you? Oh, yes, sir. Just listening via the radio, the old school style. Yes, the old school style. You heard the conversation. What are your thoughts uh, as we conclude here? Uh, everybody, before Noah says what he has to say, next week I'm having the members of the planning team from uh, uh, the Zambia, uh, the Zambia US uh, inaugural business conference, which is taking place uh, August 27 and 28. We are going to be in Las Vegas to talk about the things that Bishop Emmanuel and Bishop will have shared with us uh, that happened on the summit in Lusaka from this end. Uh, okay, no one has dropped. Uh, Bella, good morning. Pastor Alan, good morning. Uh, hi, no Hello. Morning. Morning. No, Alan, you've heard the things that uh, my guests shared here. Uh, wouldn't you say we're on the right, we're on the same track as what we are trying to do in August? We are very much on the same track, um, and I think uh, sometimes the, the the signs of the times are all over the place. We are, uh, yes. you know, it's something that we just have to jump on board. And um, you know, you, you know, see what this can come out with. One thing that we don't do too well. I've been. Talking, I was talking to some people. Um, we've got to be able to have think tanks, you know. And one way to begin to think on some of these things is just get involved, attend, show up, listen. Uh, your, your creative juices begin to flow. So when we see what we are trying to do with the Zambia US uh, inaugural conference center. The question now becomes, oh, okay, so these other things are happening in Africa. There's also the uh, Free Trade Africa Commission. How exactly do we fit in this? You know, uh, mm. how do we broaden or stretch our minds, stretch our efforts beyond uh, what we're looking at? Because we may be thinking one thing, but not knowing that the rest of the world is open. Like, for instance, uh, as we were talking, something just opened up to me. There's also the issue of uh, Agoa. You know, even yes. in the U.S. Zambia U.S. Business Conference Center, Pasanetan, we need a, an Agoa explanation because there are already opportunities available to us as Africans and Zambians in particular, and we have not taken advantage of. Maybe we don't know. Okay, if they, if we have not taken advantage of, what are the reasons? You know, um, so the, it's important that we participate with other organizations that are doing the same thing or trying to do what we are doing. And I uh, also give a shout-out to Oza. You need to wake up and get on board and begin to participate and collaborate with all the others. Excellent. Okay. Uh, thank you, Pastor Alan. Uh, uh, Noah, I, came, I was coming to you to give your thoughts on uh, what you heard and what we talked about this morning. Yeah, this, this is actually encouraging to have the clergy, the church, waking in partnership with other stakeholders in the development of the country, because I know most people usually say the church shouldn't be involved in politics, but I think when you look at Africa, lost its place mm-hmm. under the sun when the European faith came. Of course, they came in the name of the church. So it's high time that at least we are seeing our people on the ground mobilizing and working with other 
countries to put up these conferences. Uh, it's, it's about time. It's about time. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Noah, for that. In fact, it, 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 this is good because it has said we, next week, like I said, I'll be talking to uh, the, the planning team of the upcoming Zambia-U.S. Uh, business conference, which is taking place in that uh, That's what we are going to be uh, talking about uh, next week. And not only that, what, what I'm going to do is to bring one of us, a member of the diaspora, who is in, an entrepreneur. She started a business in the midst of COVID. Just like uh, Emmanuel shared with us, this was birthed out of a prayer session in the midst of COVID. And uh, so those are the things that uh, uh, we're going to be talking about. Uh, the website is zusbc.com. Uh, we want to see as many of you come to Las Vegas as we uh, pursue and push uh, uh, this movement. Bella, uh, I don't know if you wanted to say anything, add more to what I have mentioned about the upcoming business conference. <coughs> Uh, thank you, Vanessa. Uh, yeah, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be an exciting event. We have a full uh, day conference planned for Saturday, the 28th of August. So we're bringing the best of the best, uh, you know, subject matter experts on multiple topics. Uh, what is hey, how are you doing? Uh, no, I wanted to speak to uh, Bria. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, oh, Bella. Sorry about that. Oh, no problem. Yeah, so just saying, yeah, we're bringing multiple subject matter experts from both the for-profit mm -hmm. and non-profit sectors. Uh, so it's going to be a full day conference on Saturday where we're going to learn from each other and, you know, see the benefits of uh, <clears throat> investing back home in Zambia, but also the opportunities that are available to us here in the U.S. Uh, we shouldn't forget that we are operating in one of the world's largest economies, so we want to take advantage of the opportunities here as well and not neglect uh, Yes the opportunities available to us uh, in Zambia as well. Uh, but beyond that, yeah, we just want to also network, you know, build relationships. You never know who you meet and how that person can help move your business or your idea forward. So it's an opportunity That's to true. network with uh, like-minded individuals. Uh, you never know. Relationships are everything in business. So we really encourage everybody to come, network, and build those relationships that are going to last for a while. And then, of course, mm. in the evening, we have I say, a, a black and white uh, uh, I say it's not too late to get Reva Demora to be part of this. It's not too late. <laughs> no, no, we still have slots for, for speakers. We are lining up uh, great speakers. So we definitely yes, want to have yes. uh, a panel that's well represented across society. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, we shall, we shall work on that and see how we can get uh, this uh, visionary son of Africa to come and be part and inspire and steer us up and uh, all that. Uh, Noel, how have you been, my friend? I have been very, very well, Nathan. How have you been? I am doing fine, my friend. You heard the discussion? Thank you. Thank you. I, 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 all right. Every manual, thank you. And uh, we uh, we shall be in touch. We shall we need to collaborate, coordinate, and do things together. So well, thank you. God bless you guys. God bless you all. Yes, uh, uh, no, go ahead. Yes, Nathan. I heard part of uh, part of the conversation, 
and uh, what I took, what, what, what kind of got me interested is was uh, the gentleman who was talking about trying to, to bring up young people who would, mm-hmm. be, who would be both do the Christian thing and, and, and also know how to, how to be leaders. Because I think these yes. days it's either one or the other. But there's no mm-hmm. reason why it can't be both. So I was, I was very encouraged to, to hear that somebody has, has a vision of uh, trying to instill in children that you can be involved in the church and also, and also in politics. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we, we, we need to be proactive and just, you know, jump. You have to jump into the water and, uh, you can't learn to swim out standing on the edge of the pool. You have to dive into the pool. Uh, that's what we were taught when we started learning swimming back when we were young. Um, well, everybody, uh, we, 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 we are stepping out, okay? 2021 in Ogro, Zambia, U.S. Business Conference is coming up. The theme is promoting excellence to achieve the thriving community. The idea is for us to come up with, like you had Revy Mani would say, they are working on building a, an African international academy. For us, we want to establish Zambian community centers across the U.S. You can establish one in Australia. You can establish one in the U.K. You can establish one wherever you are. This is just a steering up and uh, to get everybody going and to encourage us. All right, my friend is not here today. He is taking a break. And we do thank everybody for joining us. Join us next week. We'll be talking to the planning team of the Zambia U.S. Business Inaugural Event and also a Zambian entrepreneur who started, uh, uh, what do you call it, a business during the pandemic. Thank you, everybody. Do enjoy yourselves. And before I forget, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. We appreciate everything you do. Thank you, everybody. Are you, are you? Hey! Our kids have heard and our eyes have seen and I know we'll be blessed by you. Been a lot of people blessed by you, Jehovah.